Welcome! Welcome to Go Cup with Korea and Renee. Where Southern Charm meets out there. Baby. Baby. We are sisters. We are New Orleans girls. We from Net Uptown. We, we about, about to touch down. <laughs> Your ears are in for such a treat. So grab a Go Cup and you can get ready for Boo Cool Laughs. You know what? Hey, welcome to Go Cup with Renee and Korea. This is a continued edition. Right, because we had our little pop tart interruption last time. And so we are back in the studio, aka the closet. Yep. And we are situated. Um, we have like 22 minutes to hurry up and record something because then the kids will be home from school. And um, Evie is down there with us. She's at the bottom of the closet. And Korea and I are here with our Go Cups, sipping on the other half of our Sangria Punch from last podcast. Yeah. Um, this time, Evie didn't eat gumbo, so hope she won't be <laughs> farting. <laughs> Thank God. We have to put Evie on a diet. And not because she's fat, but because of her allergies. No, but this is not the time to talk about Evie's allergies. Okay, we're, listen, scratch that. We're about to talk about some really exciting things. <laughs> Please ignore what I just said, because today's podcast, um, we're going to be disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> love. Love and dating and relationships. And we are going to start with... Um... A reality show? A yeah. dating reality show? Yeah, because Korea admitted on one of our previous podcasts that her guilty pleasure is watching reality TV. And so we binge-watched a few episodes of, um, what's it called, Korea? Ready to Love? Ready to Love. It's a reality TV show based out of Atlanta, like almost all the reality TV shows. I feel like all of the reality TV shows that have black people are in Atlanta. That's not true. You you don't know because you don't watch reality shows. Okay, but all the ones that you make me watch are from Atlanta. I don't make you watch anything. Okay, but so this show is from Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so we've been catching up on the show. First impressions, this is what I really need to talk about. Let me just get it off my chest and then we can get into the details of the show. Okay. First of all, what is with the eyelashes? They're out of control. It's like they have... For real, real life tarantulas attached to their heads. Like, I appreciate a good eyelash, you know, when I'm done up. I appreciate a good mascara on a day when I feel, like, pretty crappy. But the, you cannot see past those things. No, I saw this one lady on the show. She had on her fake eyelashes, and she had on some glasses. And it was fake glasses, I think. I don't know. Anyway, the glasses were, like giant right and she had her fake eyelashes underneath the glasses and you could tell the glasses were like five inches from her <laughs> face <laughs> that's too much that's too much i feel like a lot of the women on that show um and you know it could be editing so i i take that i take it with a grain of salt but like i feel like a lot of women on that show were really like just mad um, and probably because they're dating, and that's aggravating. Maybe because they're dating in Atlanta, and that's extra aggravating. 
but like they was just a lot of them was just really mad like anything and they like were jumping down somebody's throat but maybe it's like the eyelashes and quick weaves (laughs) making them cranky yeah that would make me cranky let me tell you something I really want to give thanks right now to Instagram because before Instagram I didn't understand the quick weave situation but now I know about sprays and stocking caps and glues and quick weaves and I feel I feel a lot more connected to the people of the world (laughs) what that sounds so bad no I'm serious I know that it's not because of anything. It, it it's not because of what I look like or my hair looks like or anything. I'm just saying I didn't understand what was going on. I mean, I get that. <laughs> what I was saying was, <laughs> like, I just didn't understand the quick weave. And I was confused. <laughs> oh, you just don't know that life. That's all. I was just really confused, and now, you know, um, I'm not, and and I feel better because I can focus on more important things like eyelashes. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, moving into, like, what the show is actually about, because it's not about eyelashes or quick weave. It's hard to keep focused that it's not, but go on. We're moving. Um, <laughs> so, what is it about, Renee? It's about dating. Okay, so they take these women and they take these men in Atlanta and they, like, the women first narrow down the guys and then the guys get to narrow down the women and they go on dates and they're looking for true love. Yeah, which, I mean, is really kind of impossible to find on a dating show. Um, One thing that I, I realized about the dating show was, like, the women were all like, okay, we're interested in this one guy, right? Like, a lot of them were interested in this one guy, Aaron, who I thought was an a-hole. Um, but, like, they're like, okay, we're interested in him. And they, like, just completely eliminated the fact of, like, being interested in another guy. And I I don't think you had to choose one person, right? But, they like, they fixated on this one guy and they all, like, went after that one thing. And, like, that's, that, like, defeats the purpose of a dating show, in my opinion. You know, I don't think that they should have trusted Aaron because he only talked out one, out of one side of his mouth. And that's really suspicious to me in general. Well, I mean, I think they were just sort of blinded because they thought he was cute and he had, you know, he was telling everybody what they wanted to hear, which, like, is part of, like, I think they forgot about the part that is kind of like a competition. And people, like, got really territorial it was it was kind of hard to watch it wasn't hard for me to watch except for the eyelashes but let me say this part about <laughs> let me say this part about this this Aaron guy this is okay I want to pretend like let's say there was a dating show in New Orleans mm-hmm. right between black men and black women mm-hmm. this is what it stands out most to me about these Atlanta women and this is kind of like the whole vibe of dating right now, in my opinion, on apps and social media. And that is the women trying to get chose. Mm-hmm. Pick and me, pick p- me, pick me. Pick 
me, pick me, pick me. Look at me. I'm wifey material. I'm a real one. You oh can't. my God. If I hear anybody say I'm a real one or it's just different, I'm going to buy me my mouth. Then get ready, baby, because that's all people talking oh, about. So sick of it. Listen, I just want to say, don't pick me. I ain't no real one. What's the other thing? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. just different. Yeah, in New Orleans, this is the what I think though. Like, if you had a reality show here, first of all, it, it would, would never work. No, not a, especially not a dating reality show. No. The women are so different. We, it would definitely have to be written and produced and everything by New Orleans people. Yeah, because they, they wouldn't understand. Ain't no woman around here waiting around to get chose. None. As a matter of fact, we do the choosing. And and not about to be like um, being all territorial over you and you ain't did nothing. Like, I mean, I, I don't even know how you get territorial on a dating show when they pay for all the dates on the dating show. And like, it's not real. Like, it's not even real. Let me tell you something. I like this. My favorite character on the show was this um, lady named Ashley. And she was kind of young. Maybe she was like early 30s, mm-hmm. 30, 31 sort of thing. And she was really, in my opinion, cute, funny. Yeah, she had the lashes, but she was great. Like, she was my favorite, favorite one hands. She was way more realistic yeah. when it came to, like, this is a dating show. And she actually reminded me of, like, she could be from New Orleans type of thing. Like, yeah. I vibed with her a lot. But one on one segment of the show, they went to, like, when they narrowed down the group, they went to, like, this cabin, and mm-hmm. the people were supposed to date at the cabin. This is where I would have been, like, not being able to focus, first of all. You're supposed to be there for dating, right? But Ashley had her onions and her green peppers and her raw chicken all sautéing in the pan at the same time. Who does that? She ain't sauté her trinity first and seasoned it. And then put the meat on. The meat didn't even much have no color to it. It's like you could tell there wasn't no spices on it. It was probably fake. They probably weren't even going to eat that food. I hope not because it probably would have tasted nasty, nasty. Okay. Nasty, nasty. So, How's she going to catch a man like that? So what? what is she it? Should, it should be a cooking show to help you catch a real man. So what What was the thing about the, re- the cabin? What about it? <laughs> <laughs> You were like, there was a segment where there was a cabin, and... Oh, this is why it would have never worked in New Orleans, right? Because the man was in the kitchen, like, so say, cooking with Ashley, and they obviously didn't even much know how to cook. And that just is not... Would never have happened. Because what would have happened was... The women would have been... All of the women would have been in the kitchen cooking. And all of the men would have been out drinking playing cards, watching sports, talking, mm-hmm. whatever, shooting pool. And it wouldn't have been no dating going on. And then we would have been like, I would have been like, Korea, you need to get with so-and-so because y'all look real cute together. Like, y'all baby's going to be pretty. And I would have been like, Ashley, you got to give him the Korea because y'all ain't much look good together. <laughs> First of all, I didn't even I didn't think that the bachelors themselves were like these like catches to be like they wasn't that cute in my opinion. They kinda was like I just it was lacking. They needed something else happening on that show. I, I don't know what, but um it was interesting to watch, but it really was like I said, painful. 
it was just like all of these women buying into the like I want to be the one I want you to pick me I want you to pick me and they all were like being so um aggressive about it yeah I I just don't I mean I know that it's not cool to have like gender norms right like everybody should be able to do things their own way but you know if men nowadays are so used to women coming onto them so strongly I mean I see it online and what they be saying under pictures and all that and I oh, yeah. could barely even like respond to somebody sending me a message yeah you know like I, I, I then there's no hope for people like me none there's none. no hope none because they they it becomes like where you associate that like if a woman is not like going crazy she don't like you right and very little thing very few things will like excite me like that so almost anybody dealing with me will have to wait a very long time to either see me go crazy or get really happy the other thing is that like they be full-fledged 100% in relationships with these people who ain't in relationships with them and (laughs) and before anything ever even happens Mm mm-hmm and that's the other thing. I'm not. You're not about to see all of everything that I have to contribute to a relationship before we're in a relationship. Yeah, that is what I liked about Ashley. She was kind of like, this is a dating show. So until you officially pick me, I'm not even kissing you. Mm-mm, for real. Like, because it's gross. First of all, men always ask me, can you cook? You look like you could cook. First of all, that's a whole nother subject. What that mean? But another subject, <laughs> can I cook? Yes. Oh, well, you're going to have to cook for me. No. Like, are you serious? But you say, I'm the meat one. But how you going to be cooking for somebody and they ain't even much your man? Yeah, seriously. Now, if you around while I'm cooking for my family or whatever or it's a holiday and I didn't cook or whatever help yourself like you are more than I, I, absolutely I'm I'm from the south we gonna right. cook like please eat but me making a special meal for you and we and we ain't together not gonna happen not never not ever ever never all right so um our basic overall thoughts of the show was it was poop it was cheese it was poochies. <laughs> we need a New Orleans dating show. I don't think reality shows in New Orleans work out very well. Why? Um, that's a whole nother conversation. Okay. But it would be funny. I know that other reality show just got canceled, huh? Yeah. They just don't last. They just don't work. I don't know. Enough people don't watch it. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. All right. So, the next segment in... Um, our like love and relationships is a big hot topic that I've seen um all over my timeline and it is B Smith and her husband and his girlfriend. What's her husband name? I don't even remember. B Smith's husband. B that let's just call him that. And because what's his girlfriend name? The white girl? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. You sent me the article, I read it. Like I turned red and I and besides Anyone who knows me should know details are not my thing. Okay, good. Let's move I, on. I can give you the overall, but I don't know nobody's name. Okay. Okay. Um. So, basically, B. Smith is a woman who she's pretty well known um, for like modeling and yes, yeah, she was a, a a huge 
model. Okay. Um, not like plus size, but like really famous. Super. Right. Um, and now she's sick, and her husband is taking care of her. She has Alzheimer's. She's not necessarily sick. Well, she has Alzheimer's. Yeah, she needs a caretaker. Yes. Um, and basically, what's going on is he has a girlfriend. But not only does he have a girlfriend. He has a girlfriend who lives in their house. Mm-hmm. And people are hot about it. I'm hot about it. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> let, 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 let's Recap. talk about... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, Sum no, no. I'm, I'm done sharing okay. the back information. Okay. So, I mean, the first reason really why I'm hot about it is because he's like, I told her I had a girlfriend. Well, first of all, telling someone you have a girlfriend... Is not them agreeing. Secondly, she can't really, like, consent or be okay with that because she's not capable. Okay, let's pause right there because I know that you have a lot to say about this, I imagine. So, listen, she's not capable because she has Alzheimer's. Right. Alzheimer's isn't like, oh, she has cancer it's a terminal illness. She's going to die in two years. He can just suck it up and take care of her. Like, she going to be around for a while. She's in her 60s, I think. Okay. So, is he supposed to not be, to just stay married to her, take care of her, and not be with anybody else for the next 20, 25 years? I didn't say that. Okay, what are you saying? I'm saying... If he felt like he still wanted to take care of her, which is a choice. Right. He's choosing to take care of her. He does not have to do that. Right. Um, then he... And if he felt like he also needed the happiness of having a partner who was able to be his partner, yes. reciprocate, he doesn't have to move the lady in his goddamn house. But he has to be at his house all the time to take care of B. Smith. He could get a babysitter. A, a ba- she ain't no baby. So, I mean, it's the same thing. He can get a caregiver okay. to come and take care of her when he wants to leave the house. He wants to experience the the relationship that you have with, like, an ongoing love. Like, he doesn't want to just see her, you know, three days a week for three hours or whatever. Well, he's, I think that that's... He wants too much. It's what like do you a man think he should do. In my opinion, it's like a man who wants to divorce his wife. He's no longer he's not in love with his wife, but he wants to be there for the kids. So he's like, "Oh, I'm there for the kids." And you know, he's really totally disregarding his relationship with his wife. That in my opinion is the same thing. It's like you know, you're unhappy in one instance, but it's still a choice to go there every day. So if he wants to be with someone else on a daily basis he does not have to move that person into his house that his wife can't actually agree to okay but why what do you what is so I don't understand what is so wrong about that what's wrong about it is she can't agree to it but she also can't disagree because she's no longer herself. Okay, so... So so what is he supposed to do? He's supposed to not 
live there if he wants to live with somebody else. So, so completely abandon her. Um. Yeah, he's. It's not abandoning. It's giving someone else primary responsibility of taking care of her. So that. What like. I don't understand how that's more humane. I don't understand how that's a better option. Okay, because just, this is... What? Go ahead. What I'm saying is this. It seems to me that you're saying that by him staying in the house and having his girlfriend there is basically disrespecting their marital agreement or breaking their marital agreement. Not even... Not so much that it's breaking it. It's not giving her a choice. But the thing about it is, she can't make decisions. That's my point. So he either has to make all of the decisions, or no decisions get made. Okay. So what is he supposed to do, is what I'm saying. Um, and I already answered that. <laughs> He's In supposed my to opinion, leave her. Yes. I, and you think that that would be better, for him to leave her, even though she doesn't even understand what's going on. So... What is the benefit of him staying if she doesn't understand what's going on then? Because when, because him staying, he loves her. He said he still loves her and he's responsible for her because he's her husband. And so him staying is actually him continuing to live up to his marital obligations in the sense of caring for her. In my opinion, he doesn't have to be present to take care of her, to care for her. But I don't understand if she doesn't know or believe or is hurt by him being there with his girlfriend. I can't wrap my head around what's wrong with it. What's wrong is it with it is that if she were in her right mind, if she was able to, if if she would say that that was okay, then that then I would have no disagreements. You know what I mean? But if she, if they never had that exchange before she was unable to, like, make decisions, I don't think that it's fair for him to make that decision for himself and then also make the decision to stay there because he feels like this is really hard and I deserve to also be happy. Like, I feel like he has to choose. And I don't think that he has to be present with his wife to take care of her. I believe. Why he- does he have to choose? Why does he have to choose taking care of his wife and continuing to live with her and those obligations versus his own happiness? I don't understand why he has to choose. Why can't he do both? I, I already said this five million <laughs> times. Okay, this is what I think. What I think is that we get so caught up in happily ever after, this is the way a marriage is supposed to be set up, this is the way everything is supposed to go, that when life throws us a curveball or when we change our minds, we get trapped in those patterns and doing what we think we're supposed to do because that's how it's always been done. I don't I don't believe that people should do I think that two people who enter a relationship should be able to decide however they want their relationship to go. 
Okay, but let's say they hadn't talked about it before because this is so, usually when you find out you have dementia or Alzheimer's, it comes out of the blue and you don't even know. And by the time you know, it's too late to have those conversations, right? Mm -hmm. So then what, so what, all I'm saying is that it seems unfair that if you haven't had that conversation, that his life is then forever paused you know that he can't do the things that he wants to do in 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 completeness because her life is paused i and my opinion on that is two things he can do whatever the hell he wants to do mm -hmm. but in making decisions for her and her health he shouldn't also be making decisions like I understand she can't make her own decisions about her health her well-being like those types of things she's incapable but he's also therefore making decisions for his own happiness on her behalf and I don't think that that is fair I think when he entered that marriage if that was something he felt like they she would be okay with and that's why he made that decision that would be one thing but I don't think that's the case and what I also don't agree with is him making the decisions to share that publicly for her because she she can't agree she can't consent to have her her life her family life her home life be in the public eye and so that's where like I'm I'm really bothered by it like so, but if he left if he left and then was with his new girlfriend and she was there by herself people would be like oh that's so wrong i didn't say she should be by herself he should want somebody to take care of her. even still people would be like that's so wrong b smith got alzheimer's and he just left her like that what kind of man does that but he stayed and he still can't do right he like he can't win for losing here's here's an example okay i have two personal very personal examples okay the first one is our father right. needs a caregiver around the clock. Yes. We love him. Yes. But he was interfering with our personal lives. Right. Because he has early onset dementia. Right. And so although we wanted to be the people to be able to take care of him, it was making our personal happiness hard to uh, like achieve. Right. So we said to ourselves, this is too much. We can't handle this we can't commit to this thought it was gonna be something we could do but mm, then doesn't seem that way right so we chose like we made a choice right right he can make some decisions but at the end of the day like he can't make all of his decisions we were just like this isn't working for us right. so we found him another place to go right. where someone can take care of him the way he should be taken care of that's that was what we could do on our behalf here's another example using the same person when we were children and he was gallivanting <laughs> around the town he there was a point in time where he was introducing his kids to his mistress uh -huh. i was a child i couldn't make that choice for myself to want to be around his mistress or not like he made that choice for me mm -hmm. because he felt like that was an important person in his life something important that he wanted his family to be a part of he made that decision around our mom 
and put us in a position where we couldn't say, like, I don't want this, I don't like this. And as an adult, I talked to him about it. Mm-hmm. And he said it's because he felt like that was an important person in his life and he wanted us to know them. Right. To me, that's the same thing. But as a child, you can't make the decision for yourself, but your mind eventually goes to a place where you're able to wrap your head around what happened and figure out whether or not it felt fucked up to you or not, or you were okay with it or not. Mm -hmm. But her mind will never be able to do that ever again. So that's, to me, the difference. But in my opinion, like, whether or not um, it's that, it's, it's a relationship or... It's something else she might not choose to be around or witness. Just because she doesn't have the wherewithal to, like, know what's going on doesn't mean people should just be doing things around her. Right. Like, and to me, like, him having a relationship with her there when she doesn't know and can't, maybe she won't understand, is like, okay, well, she wouldn't understand if somebody was smoking crack around her, but that's not a good idea either. I mean, I just... I don't compartmentalize it, like, so much in the, like, it's a relationship. My point is that because she cannot make that consent for herself, it's not fair to just say, well, she doesn't understand what's going on, so he should get to do what he wants to do. I don't think that he should just get to do what he wants to do. But I do think that, you know, that he should be given you know, some sort of consideration for the actual circumstances that he has, you know, found himself in, in their marriage. My consideration is I would not think he was an asshole if he decided to let someone else be her primary caregiver. And live somewhere else. And live somewhere else. That's his choice. Mm -hmm. Just because someone is sick or changed or got hurt in a car accident or whatever just because you took the vows for better for worse for sickness and health whatever if you found when that thing happened that it was too much for you just i don't i think it's okay for you to say i thought i could do this but i am not happy in this situation so that's what you think you should do yes and do you think that they should get divorced i don't i don't care (laughs) because she didn't sign up for that either yeah you know so like i mean so i'm just saying like how where does the line like how far does it go because she didn't sign up for that either so i mean under that umbrella then you would i would say you would think that they shouldn't be married either what are you saying should they get divorced should he divorce her i mean if he divorces her, then who will be the person to make help make decisions for her? She'd just be out there fifty one fifty. So I don't necessarily think <laughs> What's fifty one fifty? Hey at first. <laughs> What's fifty one fifty at first? That just means you don't have no Where does it come from? It's a long story. Okay. Um <laughs> But yeah, I, I think that that's I just think it's unfair. I just think it's... Let me ask you something. You mm-hmm. think that people are so upset about this because his girlfriend is white? I think that has plays a huge part in it. And in what way? Um, Just like, how dare you have this white woman in her house? Like like how black people just don't be wanting white people all up in... I mean, just, yeah. Like, it's like, it's bad enough he left her 
but then for a white woman, law is just insult to injury. Right. She blind too. Yeah. I don't get I don't I don't care I don't care that she's white. Um that doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. What matters to me is and I also wouldn't care as much if like this was like somebody else leaked it and the story came out. Then I'd be like, Well, you know what you expect. You know, like it's at least he respected her privacy enough. And you're like, she made a name for herself. Mm-hmm. And now when she can no longer continue to make that name for herself, he's putting all of this stuff out there. You know, I didn't think about her. it. Yeah, I didn't think about it that way. It's like, she's still alive, but her legacy, it has been impacted yeah. by his actions. And she can't say, nah, nigga, like, no, I'm not doing this. Or yeah. I think it's great. And I, I co-sign and whatever, like, whatever. She can't. She can't say anything. Right, right. It's the same, like... So, as a parent, right, who is, like, I understand the stress of, like, being a caregiver and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes a lot of things happen um, in my personal life, day-to-day life, that, like, I don't share about my child to the public, like, on social media or even, like, you know, to people who are not in our family because he still is an individual and I I consider that a lot Mm -hmm. and so that's what bothers me the most is like yes it's him he's going through that I get it he has you know the right to to be an individual but he you know in that I mean like he posted a picture of him and his girlfriend online and kind of like put this like snarky comment what was this you remember it was like a 50 cent like song quote or something like that. I don't. I don't remember. Or something like about basically like like he don't give a damn. He living his life or whatever. Yeah. And it's and, and he's doing these things like he started a, a an Instagram page for them and like you know like documenting their journey and like this is a part of it. Mm-hmm. And that's not. I don't think that that's fair. Right. I will say this again, being the devil's advocate, that being a caregiver is so it's hard, very hard right like we've had we've been caregivers for children with special needs and you know more most recently our dad with you know his early onset dementia and it is hard and you are over it's it's overwhelming and it's it's and it's not something that most people can understand or relate to or that even most people have empathy for you know and so, um, you don't always, I can understand how difficult it is to make the right decisions or to, you know, be gentle with yourself and other people during that time. I have, I had challenges with that when we were taking care of daddy, you know? Yeah. Mostly being gentle towards myself, like just being so hard on myself and draining myself, you know? And, right. and and losing patience and then feeling bad about losing patience. Yeah, and I get it. Like, I said that. Like, I know it's hard. So, and I know that there's no, there's no right way and wrong way to do it. Mm-hmm. It's really about, like, what you are personally capable of. Mm-hmm. Like, just to be fair. Because you can't say, well, that's your parent. You should take care of them. That's your spouse. You should take care of them. It's not, it's not fair. You right. know? Um, so, I don't pass judgment in that aspect and sometimes as a parent like when things get really hard like sometimes I'm like I know this is not a good idea like this is not a good choice but I'm choosing myself Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
and and I give myself grace and I, and I say like it is it was what I could do at the time mm-hmm. and, and I'm okay with that so I know like you have to constantly make those hard decisions I my kid doesn't understand a lot of stuff I could have a hundred men in here he would like never know the difference but I don't yes he would he would be like Bye-bye, so-and-so, got on a plane. Like, how he be yep. going, stuff in my face. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But he wouldn't understand it the way other kids would understand it. It wouldn't impact him the same way. Right. Um. So I could make those choices, but I don't. And so I'm not saying that everybody should sacrifice their happiness and be me. All I'm saying is you can choose your happiness. You just have to also be considerate of the other person, even if you don't think that they... Um, they have the ability to truly understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. It's a hard topic. It is a hard topic. And, and, and one thing I will say though, like, you know, it's not as simple as people think it is. That's for sure. No, 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 no. That's for sure. I don't think it's that simple, but I, I do think it's a choice. And the bottom line is he, you know, he should never play the victim of like, what do y'all want me to do? And like, you, you yeah, make that the is, choice. that is kind of a weak way out. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Duh. We know it's hard. Okay, like, but you still make the choice to go there every day. And the woman, the other woman, made the choice to move into your house. And then she commenting stuff talking about, I really like to help her and, like, do stuff like give her things she likes to eat. That's not your place. Shut up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she can't never say nothing ever, ever, ever. No. She really can't. And I'm not she saying she's wrong because he took those files. Right. I'm just saying it's just, there's just levels to this. It's res- and, it's, and it's ways to be respectful. It you is. should be respectful to anybody, anywhere, every all the time. Okay, one last thing about this. I have to say this. I think that part of the difference is, and, and, and we have to blame ourselves, especially as black women, because part of the difference is, we are we teach ourselves and we teach our daughters how to be caregivers and how to be thoughtful and how to take care of other people and how to be sacrificial and all of those things and we don't do the same things with our sons mm-hmm. right and then they grow up and they get married and they turn old and they get a wife with alzheimer's or cancer or whatever else and they don't know what to do because they never ever had to truly take, take care, care of themselves themselves or somebody else or someone else and that goes back to us as parents especially us as moms because you know we make our daughters learn these things we teach them certain things and we don't teach our sons about their feelings and about thoughtfulness and about sacrificing and compromising and putting someone else before yourself and then they turn into fathers and we get pissed that they don't know how to be a dad and they don't know how to care for their kids and they don't know how to love their wives Mm -hmm. and it's because we don't teach them well i teach my son those things i don't really have a choice um because i have to teach him everything i have to teach him what feelings are i have to teach him like literally everything Mm -hmm. um like what is a girlfriend what is a wife what are these like so many things I have to teach my kid that most people don't and um one of the thing, the ways that I do that is just like really like drilling in like when you did that look at this person how did they feel like you know go back and let's try this again and and I really just like drill it into him and I show him like with a baby doll like how to be gentle and with his little baby cousins and like 
I teach him, like, oh, you went to the refrigerator and got yourself something to drink. Get something for your cousin, too. Like, I teach him that he's not the only person in the world. And if right. he can do things for himself, he can help someone else. Um, and and to me, that that's, that's really important. It so. is. It is. And it starts just when we start teaching our daughters. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. Nobody likes a, a girl who grows up who is selfish, who doesn't know how to think about other people, and doesn't know how to care for anyone else. And frankly, I don't like a man who can't do those things either. Me neither. I don't want a, a guy who doesn't understand feelings. Like, I'm the most feelingest kind of person in the whole world. Like, you can't talk about you your feelings. You got 10 degrees in feelings. I surely do. <laughs> so, like, if you can't talk to me about your feelings or my feelings or just, like, have a decent conversation without it, like, turning into something major or, like, being dismissive, I, I can't even talk to you. Nope. So, I mean, I think it's something we've let men get away with for a very long time. So, we have to stop. So, which one of y'all dudes want to come up in our studio closet and talk to us about feelings? Where are they gonna fit? Where are they gonna sit? Okay, it's not, it's when not we get possible. when we get a real studio, well, we're, we're, we're pretty soon we're gonna be upgrading our studio situation. We're gonna let you guys know about that. Oh yeah, that that's true. Um, we also are looking for oh god, um, hidden doors in the studio. We are looking for guests who want to come on to our show. Um, send us a voicemail. Put a message in the comments. Yeah, and and let us know what you want to talk about. We had a lot of, like, difficult things to talk about. We didn't laugh a lot today, which we, we normally do. So do you have anything funny you want to say to the people before we go? No, because nobody likes my jokes. Do you have... Oh, I got something to say. Oh, that doesn't sound Sorry. like something funny, though. It's not. I don't have nothing we're, funny to we're say. We're trying to leave it on a light. A light. Uh, on light. a light note? Yeah. Okay, this is what I want to say. This okay. is kind of light. For all you ugly dudes out there who've been hiding under beards... <laughs> I think that for Valentine's Day, <laughs> I think that for Valentine's Day, you should shave off your beard and, you know, give your lady the present of seeing what she really getting herself into. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think definitely the beards are the eyelashes of for men. Oh my god, you are so true. You are so right. I, the eyelashes yeah, they didn't took it too far. They, they have bonnets far. for the 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 beards and everything now. Girl, the beards they be like so long, and like, they have fake beards. It's too much. Wait, it's too much. who has fake beards? People. Oh my god. <laughs> I just can't. I can't with y'all. So we know this I wasn't our traditional episode, um, but we we still had a lot to say because. We got, you know, interrupted last time. Um, I was still dusting, sweeping Pop-Tart crumbs out of the studio today. Yep. Um, but it, it, it's all good because it's unedited. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is, um, yeah. So, again, leave us a voicemail if you'd like to join us um, or if you have a topic that you want us to address on this on the next episode of Go Cup. Right, and check us out on Instagram at Go Cup Show or go to our personal pages. Korea's is at Do Happy Stuff and mine is at Nola Nene in A E and A E Nene. How else do people spell that? Never mind. I'm obsessed uh. with letters and words. <laughs> okay, and um it's Valentine's Day. We're gonna be coming back with y'all. I'm going I'm gonna 
give y'all a, a beautiful Valentine's Day poem next time. She did still didn't talk to us in depth about her. What is sex? Valentine's Day sex. Oh, I'll tell you. No, we've got to go now. Oh, uh, sorry, y'all. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> She's full of it. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.